From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Quit harassing the people, Brayden. Don't need to be hanging out with teenage boys. Hey, it is the Big and Wild Outdoors. I'm not worried about him. That's my cameraman. You don't have to. That's your camera guy? Yep. Well, he's small, wiry. Get him under the bushes. Perfect. Shove him up in a tree. It's like a backpack. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> yeah. Where's you the rest of them? You do not. The, uh, the smaller the cameraman, the better off I am. You could use him as a sling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on this end of the bow and then just hook your feet in How here. How old is he? Sling 20? you over my shoulder. Okay. Sling yep. you right over my just shoulders. <laughs> you is that really your camera, his, dude? His yes. tree stand. You should see his tree stand. Taylor. Taylor. Get over here, Taylor. I want to talk to you, mister. Here, you can use mine. Hold on. Yes, thank God. Take the event to seat for the love of you. You know what? Yeah, exactly. I don't like you anymore. Bye-bye. Get out. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming by. Your name's Tyler or Taylor? Taylor. Taylor? Yes, sir. Where are you from, Taylor? Like Swift. Burlington, North Carolina. Like Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Burlington, North Carolina. Yep. Up there in Yankee territory. <laughs> no. Got you up there. No. Put no, the mic so, up closer no, to your mouth. No. So I was actually uh, – There you go. I was uh, kind of beating up on your, uh, I guess we'll call him your boss here, uh, you know, a minute ago. And I said, do you ever let your cameraman ever get a chance to go out and go do any hunting? And he just gave me a flat out no. Is, is that true or not? I said he gets a couple days. No, 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 no. He's trying to get something stirred up. Look, <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I was doing marriage counseling earlier, and now he's trying to get me and you fight. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> do, well, you, do you get an opportunity or no? Not very often, but every once in a while. But do you want to? It depends on the hunt. Like, if, like when you were out yesterday and you guys got a really nice Osceola and you did an awesome job filming it, I'm sure I haven't seen the footage yet. <laughs> he forgot to hit the record button, so we got to go back and make it up and we'll get him to hold the turkey. That is going to cost oh, you a I'm toe, just... my friend. <laughs> that is going to have to cost oh, you yeah. a toe. But now when you see that kind of hunt in an Osceola, which is rare, and there's, it's the only one place to get them, Slow Does it down. make you want to come down and get an Osceola, or are you just oh, like, yeah. I'm going to stick with my Easterns up in North Carolina <laughs> outside of Burlington? We've got to get some Osceolas. See, hey, You're not going to get any of our birds up there, so you have to come here yeah. to get them. Yep. But does that give you incentive to want to come back and get your own Osceola? Oh, yeah. So are you going to? In the future. Are you going to make Carson film it? He's going to make Carson film it. We'll see about listen, that. Listen, don't you still? we got a beautiful thing going. Don't I you know get you him do. stirred up. So. I'm not trying to get him stirred up. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to get yeah. him hey, 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 out. Hey, last night at dinner I found out Carson was trying to hook him up with some land in Missouri, but that wasn't there. Dude, never say no to land in Missouri. <laughs> never yeah. say no to land in Missouri. I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's in the middle of St. Louis, Missouri. Don't say no to land in Missouri. Because in the middle of St. Louis, Missouri, you could probably kill a 10-point nice buck. Oh, yeah. Somewhere, somehow, some way. Oh, yeah. Around uh, Old Man Jenkins' house or something. I don't know. But now are you going to come back on your own, or are you going to make Carson drive you back down here? Probably make Carson drive mm-hmm. and film. Oh, that's a good thing. And, and tote my bow all the way down to the blonde. Listen to this stuff. <laughs> it's amazing how much this microphone gets everybody all bowed up. Oh, it's the power. Know, it's the power you know, of the transmitter, man. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. When we get out of here, he's going to say, Dad, I'm sorry. Oh, Dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you guys, are you related? No. no. 
Hey, Not at all. He wishes. Just remember, Samson, you cut your hair last year. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last year he was down. Here. You might have seen him last year, but because uh, we were at actually, you might have seen him at the um, Big Buck Big Expo. Big Buck Expo, yes. yeah. But he had a mullet then, so so he's cleaned up. That's a why bit he looks different. Yeah. No, I didn't see him. I, you know, I, I didn't see it. Yeah, last you did. Year. You talked to him. I did. Yep. I didn't talk. You to said, him "Hey, hey, I don't ever remember seeing you. Let's talk about this mullet. You know, what's the Joe Dirt <laughs> thing going on here?" And, and, uh, that was not me. Yes, oh, it was. You had the microphone, same shirt, same microphone, same glasses. Oh, my really? Gosh. Yep. Are you sure? Um, 100%. You got that on film there, Tyler? I don't know. It's Taylor. Taylor. Well, I didn't like wanna, the Swift. I didn't want to make <laughs> Taylor like Taylor the Swift. Swift. Yeah. I wanted to give him the man name, Tyler. So. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have that on film? No. Okay, then there's no proof. So, anyway, is that the camera that you used to film with, or do you use something, a BR549? What kind of camera are you using there? This is a DSLR, so this is what I take pictures with. Uh-huh. And then we use a Canon XF400 for our um, cinematography. So, and now, do you do the editing as well, or do you just do the shooting? Yeah, I'm doing the editing now, too. Um, I just started a few months ago, so I'm still in the learning process, but starting to build the shows and... Edit, he's an editor in training. Our our executive producer, our uh, main producer, is uh, he stays in the studio. He goes on hunts with us most of the time, but he's he's been grounded and he's out there. He's working on shows. Oh, really? Uh, put, putting our shows together. Yeah, and he actually came from Bone Collector, so he did Michael Waddell's stuff and uh, awesome and edited for them, and then he came with us. So well, I got an good. idea for you, and you usually pitch it to the cameraman because you got the you know you got the talent's ear because you're right there all the time. You know, um, I have a friend of mine who has a TV show. And uh, he has it on Carbon TV, but he's really hooked up with a guy, Twisted Limbs Bow Fishing. I know that mostly final draw is about going out and shoot turkeys and deer and everything else on that. Yeah, we could fix but that But you need to go out and talk to your boss about filming a show where you guys go out at night and you go out and do some boat fishing on the front of the boat here in Tampa Bay. Wouldn't oh, that yeah. be nice? That would get you back down here. You could stick his skinny butt out on the boat with some other crappy cameraman. Then you could come and kill an Osceola while he's out there dipping around the arrows in the water. That's we'll we'll like come back in July. So <laughs> July. Take seasons out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. July, that's going to suck. Don't come down July. <laughs> Should have been here a week ago. A I mean, that would have been awesome there when you do that. But it, it, <laughs> you Stop it. That's something you should write down. I'll give you his name. His name is Vince Noble. And he's a really good guy, and he's not far away. I can get you in touch with him, and uh, uh, you guys can hook it up and get together and go do it. Okay. Pitch it to your boss. See what he thinks. I will definitely do that. When you see him. When I see him. When's target season go out? Uh, Here? Second week April. Yeah, second week April. Then you got to head back. We'll come down May sometime by fish. You should do that. I mean, that would be an awesome show, in my humble opinion. I would watch it. Yeah. I won't watch Vince's show, but I'd watch your show. <laughs> hey, 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 there's kids present. Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a fun time. Now, what prime bow should he use to go out there and shoot uh, some fish? Anyone he wants. Can you do that? But you would tune down the poundage. You don't want to pull down. Uh, I, I could, what poundage are you shooting at arrows with? Uh, I, I shoot turkeys with? 70 pounds for turkey, which That's is a way over much. kill. But bow fishing, 35, 40. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's a little much. Even that, I mean, you could probably get it down to like twenty-five. I like to punch it through them, just stop them to the ground. Stomp them to the ground. Yeah, shooting them big rays. You I was going to say, you yeah. stomp one of those eighty-pound uh, mud rays, and you think you're going to stomp it to the ground? Oh yeah. Oh no. We actually did a uh, show in uh, North Carolina. We'll go up there and shoot rays, and um, 
what a shot some I don't know if y'all have it looks like a football uh shape, butterfly butterfly race oh butterfly yeah yep. we got them here and shot one one of those that actually ended up being the state record for bow fishing uh on film so we made a show out of it last year it was pretty cool they uh some divers this past week offshore uh just off i think it was clearwater beach they were in 35 feet of water is that that video i saw the one that they said who's big as a car 10 feet long yeah 10 foot ray uh 10 foot stingray this thing was a monster i mean it was a big big boy that one there you ain't sticking it to the mud i want to put him on a hundred pound mud ray and watch him go for a ride well, you know, it, you know they'll lose a you lot put, of. Hey, don't put me on a hundred pound mud ray because guess what? He's going to get shot mud rayed right between the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do it. Let's line it up. We'll go, we'll go shoot your him. boy right there. All right. Now I'll, that he I'll, took, call, I'll call Travis. Also, yeah. you are good for something now. Earlier he was bashing, oh, now he's yeah, trying to make exactly. up for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm always trying to help out the yeah, media. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you did not just go there. <laughs> I'm trying, always trying to help out. The Why don't we do this? If we're going to do it, let's do it right. Let's just make an episode out of it, and we'll have him as a guest on the show. That way you have two episodes there at one time. There you go. You guys can rub each other's back while you're out there uh, That's your job. Race. You're the fluffer. No, I won't be there. I just put it together. <laughs> I'm all done. We're all just put it together. I guess now that we're done with Taylor. That Tyler, took a turn. Turner. I just had to get my two cents in for a second. I'll give him back the mic. You know what? See, you know, you take a mic away from him, and all of a sudden it just drives him totally insane. I'm, I just got things to say, man. Hold on. Let me give it back to Swift. Hold on. No, no, he's taking pictures now. Oh, so you don't miss your opportunity. Yep. Right. He's over it. Well, now, I got to uh, I gotta bring this up. I want to keep it for the third hour. Uh, we'll talk about it after the break. But uh, our good friend Dean Frazier uh, posted something on his Facebook page that was uh, – blowing up the internet uh, if you're an outdoorsman um i want to get everybody's two cents on it see what they think because i thought it was hilariously funny but that's just me i, th- uh, I thought it was kind of stupid to what? be honest well that's, that's what i'm saying I what it was oh, you wait till the third uh, hour this uh, is what we call a teaser i can't wait i want to see it now <laughs> <laughs> we are the big and wild outdoors we're brought to you by g5 feeding outdoors and brandon ford stay with us it's gonna get crazy Coming back to the rockin' beats of not your favorite band. Sorry, you have to wait until tonight to see get on Netflix and watch your Motley Crue. The show. Dirt. Wow. She should be playing Motley Crue today. No, no, she shouldn't. No. Then, Aaron, then, then Motley Crue next break. Maybe on the last break when we're going out or something, she can pick out something nice. Let's just stay away from girls, 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 okay? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Especially before, after the last comment. Before the uh, break, we were talking a little Genius. bit about... Um, our good friend Dean Frazier, who uh, Dean Frazier at uh, Seven Two Seven Fishing on YouTube, uh, he's got some new stuff up now. He's been bass fishing lately and doing pretty good. Uh, Still good, not eating them. Good <sighs> buddy of mine. Yeah, I know. I can't understand how he doesn't get past that. He's catching fish. At least he'll still make a little bit of money on YouTube. I guess, but um, he posted something on there that started a firestorm that I thought was extremely funny and my brother bart and i were actually sitting around and we were reading some of the comments back and forth and had tears rolling out of our eyes on this thing uh there's a facebook page out there now that's called manatee hunting excursions okay and uh it's a parody page okay it's a parody page ladies and gentlemen and uh can you define parody? <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. 
they're making fun of a of a situation. It's not really serious, but they post in a serious way. It's kind of like the old National Lampoon, you know, the magazine yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. They're lampooning the fact that the manatee has been taken off of the endangered species list, like spoof. Same. It's yeah. spoof. There you go. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And uh, so they started this up where basically these are the people who post the guys posing with unicorns and all that stuff kind of picture. exactly it's a fictional web page that describes being able to go out and hunt manatees with a spear and and things like that and and the good thing is is that the people that are actually liking the page are contributing in a way that is funny and then the manatee hunting excursions always replies to them in a great and, and wonderful manner let me give you a description of the page. Manatees are off the endangered species list, so we've put them on the hunting itinerary. We are proud to be South Florida's only licensed manatee sport fisher. That's what there is, okay? Well, that right there got a chuckle. So, you know, but the thing is, what gets it is the people who are responding. Like this gentleman who says, good people and great customer service. I had to postpone my hunt. <laughs> Sorry. I had to postpone my hunt for a week due to a family matter, and they were very accommodating. <laughs> They refunded the cost of my wife's hunt, may she rest in peace, and I came a week later and bagged a great manatee. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> See, I have a problem with this page, but go ahead. But now these, these people that are, in, that are basically kind of encouraging the fire, the animal rights people that don't realize that this is a parody page no, just are going off I'll the I'll say it for you band. because you're trying to be nice. The animal rights people who are reactionary that don't take the time to read and do the research and all the stuff that they should do, um, or better yet, that need to grow up and act like a freaking adult. But, but, but why poke the bear? They poke if you don't have to, why poke the bear? You, you know, this is, the, and I don't want to get off topic off of this page or anything, and I'd like to talk about this maybe if we get some time later in the show. But uh, the one thing I can say about the anti-hunters and stuff, they don't eat their young. They stick together on stuff, and us hunters can divide and start our yeah, own thank mess. You. That is true. And, and we fight amongst it's ourselves, same, and that's what's killing. That's the, the same thing, industry. what he says, is what I've said on every radio show, on every time I've been interviewed, and anybody asks me about it, is exactly what Carson just said. When it comes to outdoor people, and I will say people, to cover the broad brush of being <laughs> politically correct and every, but outdoor people, whether it be people who hunt, people who fish, people who do anything outdoors, it's, he hit the nail on the head. We are the first ones that if on the hunting side of it, and me and him experience this a lot, I hunt, period. I hunt with guns, bows, knives, pickup trucks, I don't care. If it's legal, I do it. <laughs> and he's me and him get along that way. He's the same way. Carson prefers a bow hunt. I like a bow hunt, but I still I don't dog anybody for their preference or choice. Or if it if it gets your jollies off to go out there to go to long range shooting experts, buy a rifle and go kill an elk at twelve hundred yards. I'm going to be the first guy to high five you because it's freaking awesome to start with that you're able to make that shot, you know. But secondly, the problem is, is there's just as many people out there who will say, men and women, that are like, well, that's unethical. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't, you know, fishing. But, but now those people are the, and hunters 
we could talk about this for a thousand years. Yeah. There are guys who don't like dog hunting. There are guys exactly. who they fight and amongst themselves. But they they're still like outdoorsmen and women that yeah. go out and do but, it. Uh, but he's got a point. The animal rights people will stick together. But the good thing is, is like on this parody page, mm-hmm. for the most part, everybody knows that it's a joke and it's for fun and it's no big deal. I mean, granted, we're not out there killing manatees on purpose yeah. uh, with a spear. But let me give an example. This guy, Vincent, wrote in and says, Thank you for an amazing hunt. I just dropped off the 1,100-pound bull and the 800-pound cow at the taxidermy shop. Going to have a full body mount uh, of the pair swimming like they were moments before I harpooned them during my harpoon-o-rama hunt. And now that's what he wrote on there. And people were responding, Why? Why just why? Why would you do that with the thought of them two exactly. swimming? And then you went and murdered them. And, uh, and, uh, but what makes it the beautiful part of it is that the manatee people will respond back and go, we're, we're so excited that you are doing a mount, and um, you know it's great that you came out with your family and all this kind of stuff, like they're acknowledging that it actually happened. Mm-hmm. So it just feeds fuel to the fire. The very next post, now that's the very first post on there, and the very next post is a woman, Didi, who says, you scumbag pieces of hyena, let's hunt you and cut your things up into yummy steaks. You can tell the state of humanity by the way they treat animals. Humans suck. Yeah. Uh, because she did not read. She did not know. Exactly they jumped on the point. bandwagon. And, and, but. and 99% of these people probably have never seen a manatee in their life. They don't even live in the state. They have nothing to do with it. And yet they are these people who will come together and fight a common enemy is the way they look at it. Well, and, and, and you said the key word there. They're coming together to fight a common common, common enemy. What I see in our industry altogether uh, with the, the liberals, I hate to use that term, but the antis, um, is they're just going to jump on whatever they can jump on and try to get – they're not – Without their, doing the research. Without doing the research, and right. they're not in the right state of mind. Uh, when you can be anti-hunting – Pro-abortion. I mean, that, that stuff doesn't make any sense. No. You can't line those two up yeah. and think that somebody's thinking logical. So, you know, being in the TV industry, you just you see so much of that, and we're a oh, target I'm sure now. you get all kinds of good stuff. You know, well, uh, oh yeah, it's it's great stuff. So, you but just what gets gotta, me about that is you. One of their great war cries is that, as Jonathan pointed out, that's not very ethical. You're shooting that that buck at you know 1,200 yards with a 50 BMG. How could and they and you go okay, fine. I'll get out there with a piece of string yeah, but then you and take a stick, the bow, you take... the bow, and then and that's not good enough. Okay, so so that's that's where that's where we got to get. That's where the hunters are starting to go against other hunters. You're not going to have a, a screaming liberal out there that knows a 15 uh, 50 BMG at 1,200 yards is. So that's where I have a problem with the hunters or the sportsmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, nagging on somebody else that's doing something hunting, well, I mean, hunting you, related. Me and you had this conversation, and I remember last. And I always beat this horse with the bear situation with Under Armour with uh-huh. Sir Beaumont. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, why? Why? You know what I mean? Like well, Cam Haynes. Cam Haynes and some of those guys. Cam's guy, I greatly respect. You know, we've had this conversation. But me and him got back and forth with each other on Facebook because he's like, "Well, we have to worry about our reputation." First off. It, that's not the point. The point is, is our reputation to them. We're dirt. No matter what we do, it no matter, matter how we, yeah. no matter what we do, how we do it, we're dirt. I mean, so well, why? Chuck, I'm, you know, our good friend Chuck Eastay. He he. Um, 
you know, he's very vocal, goes to Tallahassee, goes to the FWC meetings, all that stuff. He was one of the first people to actually post on the page that says, I know it's a parody page, but as a hunter, this doesn't help our image at all. It's just stupid. That, that's the point I wanted to bring up because yeah. we're under enough fire as it is yeah. doing everything that we go out and do. Now these, these clowns put up a page like this to make people think that, oh, we're going to go out, all these fishermen now are going to go out and hunt manatees. Well, I have a problem with that because I fish. Well, but but my I'm rebut- on the water. But my rebuttal to that is, is you live in a society that they say, "Baby, it's cold outside." Is a rape song. Well, I mean, that's let's, just retarded. Let, let's 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 let's, yeah. let's go there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, under, I understand exactly where he's coming from. I don't think that we need to do anything to add to right uh, add to the scrutiny that we already get. You know, unfortunately, we're we're in something that's that's a heritage and a pastime that if we don't band together, it might it's, not be there. Yeah, you know. Well, which is the point but. that they don't understand, and I've I've pointed this out many times on the show that if your great great grandfather uh, wasn't out hunting or collecting or eating meat, you wouldn't be here today. Because uh, when we first arrived on this continent, <laughs> remember there were no cows. You there provided were no for yourselves. There were no <laughs> veal. Uh, there was no chickens. There was nothing. And really, it was hunters who brought uh, whitetail, elk, and everything else back from the brink of extinction because they said, you meat hunters are out here are killing everything in the woods. There's nothing left in Virginia. Oh, yeah. There's nothing left in the Carolinas. There's nothing left. You're killing all the deer. We can't do this. We have to change our ways. We have to change yep. our eating well, habits. Well, fun fact, before the break, you can go to Costa Rica and get a manatee if you really want one. That is true. They still <laughs> hunt them in wow. down yeah. Costa Rica. Yeah. Hmm. And they're migratory, and they go, well, your numbers are so low in Florida. I go, well, tell them to stop eating them down there, <laughs> and we'll have plenty of them up here. All right, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. It gets better. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Vince, Glenn's in the woods. Bill Jordan's in the woods. But the guy who was in the woods yesterday and ain't no more is uh, this guy, Curry. You probably heard of him. He's Carson Curry, famous, wildly famous. Some crazy TV station. Extremely handsome guy out there in the woods running around with a shirt off and a bow and arrow <laughs> just shooting wow. Wait, do you have a work right? let me let, uh, yeah, let me uh, no. tell your wife she needs to listen to this show and, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, with full draw tv and came out uh, yesterday got his bird and done so he's going to hang out for a few days and maybe see if he can put some pork in the cooler and then probably head up to the great wild north up in uh, the Carolinas. Still the great wild north. Get up there just in time to uh, do the youth <laughs> turkey hunt. You got, are you going to take uh, uh, Taylor with you? Because he looks like he's about 12, so uh, he could probably fit in under the radar. Uh, no, 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 no. I got, he'll be there. He'll be there filming. I'm going to tell you what, he is really uh, – he's done a phenomenal job filming. He's made a – Big change for us, so yeah, it's coming along good, man. Uh, you not scared him off from the industry? I mean, is this something he's going to stick with, or has he told you secretly that he wants to be a dancer I in think, Vegas? Or I think what? he wants to stick. You want to stick with it? Okay, yeah. for a while, yeah. yeah, yeah but for, he, he's well, only getting a paycheck. He's only, you're, only, you're only like what twenty years old? Twenty years old? Oh yeah. yeah. What? Twenty? Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll change a lot in about ten more years. Yeah. Why do you got to discourage the kid's dream? I'm not, I'll tell you what, I'm he's not, just a dream crusher. Right? I'm not a crusher. I'm going to say he's going to. What if he turns out to be an Emmy-nominated cameraman? 
I'm saying in about 10 years. We had him on be, Big and Wild Outdoors. He's exactly. going to be the guy who wants to be in front of the camera instead of behind the camera. That's he can how do it both. Is. It's just when you start behind the be camera, right you want to be in front of hey, the camera. When you're in front like of the camera, you, you want to start being behind the camera. It's just mm. like when you started in radio. you got to pay your dues and work your way up. And so you're you... hanging banners and cleaning out pukey uh, mobile studios and all this? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's no dues there. There's no, there's yeah. no dues there. <laughs> Except I having to be on the road with uh, two other men in a truck for 16 hours. Driving from one place to another. That sounds like yeah, a we, scary time. It could be kind of stinky in there, I'm sure. Man, what? put them shoes back on. You've been in that thing for three days. So the, I, I will say the worst <laughs> thing. The worst thing that since we're we're talking about Taylor right now, the worst <laughs> thing that we've had we've done with him is we were coming back from where was it Missouri? I think we were coming back from Missouri. All you heard was no. Oh, you need great. to tell you need to tell the story you told last night at dinner. Well, no, don't this do one's that. better. This one's well, it's pretty <laughs> good anyway. Uh, we're coming back from Missouri and we swing back Kentucky and and Tyler wanted to look not Taylor. Tyler wanted to look at this uh, property, so him and Taylor get out and they walk around, come back, and, and uh, Taylor is wrapped up in ticks. I said, Taylor, you are not getting in my truck because I had that tick disease. I said, you're not getting in my are truck with this. Are you done with that, by the way? Or are yeah, you... I'm over it. Praise yeah. God. So. Good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we. Uh, I said, you're not getting in my truck with that. Well, he didn't have anything to change into. So he rode from Kentucky back to my house in his underwear in the back seat. <laughs> And, it, you know, he looks young anyway. So every time we get by a truck or something, we were rolling down the window. I got the tinted windows. We'd roll down the window. They'd look back there. So they'd see, they'd see uh, three full-grown men and a man, a kid back there with his T-shirt and his underwear riding in the back seat. Big T, you should have had, like, put your hands together like you're tied up. Did you have your Help. 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 Start yelling. Start yelling. They're taking me to the woods. Yeah, obviously, oh the God. only thing I can think is is how you made it from Kentucky to North Carolina Not without a over. line of state troopers. <laughs> really? tr- we had it. Th- three grown men, a young guy in underwear and T-shirts, and cameras. So – you can yeah. imagine what oh, those people no. are thinking. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's not good. Now, you know, I, I wanted to ask you about that because you brought it up at uh, the beginning of the hour was uh, you got the tick. It was a Lone Star tick. Uh, basically, it's the – Yeah, it's called Alpha Gale is the, that, the a, they, term it's, for it. It's got the one dot on the back of it I, or something? I got you a good one for that too. So, uh, big boy here about two years ago. <laughs> yeah, this is a karma story. One of his, one of his other fellow members of Final Draw TV – had that disease, and we were sitting at Harry's in Lakeland after the expo. And lots of meat of course, there. We're all ordering steaks and burgers, and this. And he's sitting there, and I'm like, he's a little fella to start with. I'm like, we he's eating fish. Yeah, you know? yeah, he was eating fish. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I've got the disease that uh, he goes, I've got the tick, the. The tick disease that I can't have. What's it officially called? Alpha Gale. Alpha, Alpha Gale. Gale. Yeah. He's like I have the Alpha Gale where I can't eat red meat, and I stop. And I literally looked at him, almost wanted to break into tears for the guy, because if they ever told me that, you would probably have to put a toe tag on me right then and there. Um, but it can be beat. But I mean, it's, it's, it but takes that was but that was I laughed and Carson's like yeah. He goes, yeah, I'll have that steak medium rare, please, like oh, that. And I'm like, dude, oh, two months later. Two months later. Two, two months later. Two months later on now a phone how did call. You know, how did you know that you had it? Did you start getting bad after uh, feeling bad after so, eating something? So or? the problem with the disease is everybody's symptoms are different. Uh, he would get nauseous. As soon as he would eat it, he'd have to go to the bathroom or he'd throw up, you know, instantly. And um, if it got it real bad, he would just stay sick for a while. But normally once he threw up, he was good. Um, for me, it was all hives. You know, my body would break out in extremely bad hives, and I would sit there and itch. And I remember I was headed to – well, I went to Kansas when I first got it, 
I was on the way to Kansas. Didn't really know I had it. I had a little bump there. Where did you pick it up at? The North tip? Carolina. Okay. And um, But it takes you know a little while to get in your system. So I was in Kansas, and the guy was feeding his steak every night. And I didn't know what was going on. Well, I'd go to sleep, and I'd get up the next morning, and I'd tell my cameraman, not Taylor, the other one, I'd be like, man, they got bed bugs in there. You know, I'm itching like crazy, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. We left from there to Ohio. Well, by the time I got to Ohio, I the entire inside of my legs, my stomach, everything was just nothing but a big hive. Ugh. And I would lay in bed and scratch myself till I bled, and then I'd drink Benadryl and just, you know, pass out for an hour or two. Never knew what it was. So then they made me go to the doctor, the emergency center, and um, they did a blood test there, and it, it comes back in the blood test. So... But At least they were smart enough to test for it. Yeah, well, we told them to test for it because CJ had had it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we were like, hey, you need to test us for this. So they tested us. And, and but how many people know. would think that it was, you know, shingles or rash or poison ivy or Well, that's the thing. Or... It gets misdiagnosed because yeah. uh, a lot of people go into anaphylactic shock. You know, um, everybody has different symptoms. So how did you get rid of it? Uh, so what you have to do is stay off of it completely. You know, no cheese, uh, milk. You know, dairy of any kind. Anything beef, with a certain protein that, that's an with animal protein. With the alpha-gale protein. protein. Yeah. 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 Um, so you stay off of or I stayed off of it with uh, a lot of restraint and a lot of prayer and just slowly started reintroducing and, it into my diet. And, that's and, what they tell you have to do. You have to kind of little pieces at a time. It's like mm-hmm. getting over a lactose intolerant. My dad's uh, way to get rid of my brother's lactose intolerance was to give him milk every day. And whether go throw it up or diarrhea or whatever, oh, but sooner or later your body will adapt back to it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the way it is. I mean, and you have car- to do the same thing. But the guy you're sitting next to is the reason why I carry a minimum of two bottles of Repel Flea and Tick spray for oh, outdoorsmen <laughs> in my truck. Well, yes. in Florida, we don't have it, you know, thank goodness, or at least it hasn't been diagnosed here in any ticks here. But I still, ever since I was a kid, uh, you know, growing out, playing out in the woods all the time. And, you know, you come back and mom's giving you the tick inspection, you know, with a comb in your hair and, you know, go in the bathroom and check yourself kind of dealio and all that yeah. stuff. And uh, I, I think the last one I ever got, I remember I was driving back from Steve Austin. We were uh, hunting at Dixie Sportsman's Lodge. And he goes, man, I never noticed that mole on your neck before. And I was like, man, I don't have a mole on my neck. What are you talking about? And I went, and I went like oh, this and pulled and came. I was like. Dang it, man, I got a tick on me. Twisted him off, popped him off, you know, and, and was like, you sucker. You know, you try to squeeze him to death, they just laugh at you. <laughs> and uh, ever since then, no. I don't care. I'll get that I perfect. keep a Ziploc bag, put him in the Ziploc. Just wait a minute till we get home, buddy. I got something for you. <laughs> Blood <laughs> torch. <laughs> but permit, the, uh, permit, you know, yep. whatever. It sprayed all around my ankles. And I'd show up at hunts, and I got all my pants tucked into my turkey boots, which are, you know, 16 yes, inches high. Sir. Pull tight, and they're like, Man, why are you coming out here all fancy spanish with all your boots when you're worried about rattlesnakes? I went, I'm not worried about rattlesnakes. I'm worried about ticks. Yeah. The I'm things I can't fish. see. <laughs> that is worry. one good thing. I don't you know, worry about it. The, the, the thing is, they're getting so bad. So when I was younger, we'd go out and play and uh, in the woods all day, all summer long. And if we pulled a, two or three ticks off of us, it was a big deal. Right. Now, and this is no exaggeration. I remember um, you sent me a picture of that. I, I, pulled, I pulled hundreds off of me a year. Um, Especially we, if you're turkey hunting, because you get into bushes, you're in a brush, you're in there, you're really digging in there. Glenn, when he came back from Illinois, I think his first year trip he went there, they call them turkey mites up there because they're 
small ticks mm-hmm. that are just hatching. That's what ours are, pepper seed. Look like a pepper seed. And, dude, he had them everywhere on yep. him. He was like, I never, he goes, what are, he thought they were chiggers. You know, being a southern mm-hmm. kid, he's like, man, I got chiggers all over me. And they're like, no, you got the turkey mites. Or so turkey. we get, yeah. And he's well, like, what is what the enjoyment heck? of going out and doing that? You're going to come home and pick crap off your body. Well, when it's you're just, done. Sometimes you go and you don't get a darn. You can go 20 <laughs> times and not get nothing. Sometimes you get the ticks. Sometimes the ticks get you. That That is, uh-huh. you know, I always, you know, my dad always told me, he said, stay away from anything that bears fruit. Stay away from any bushes that grow any kind of berry or fruit or anything like that because that's where ticks congregate because when the animal Animals. comes in to eat it, Game they immediately trails, get on yeah. there. Game trails, any of that stuff, they stay along there. That's Make dedication. your own trail. I'm sorry. Well, or uh, or you use two things. You have very nice freezing cold weather, and you go out with a little lighter, and you light a fire, and you burn, you know, stuff. And Control that burning. Of, that helps. That'll work, too. That actually helps more than anything else you could ever do in the woods. And, of course, I think, isn't it Thermacell that came up with – who was it that came yeah, up the with tick the tick trap? trap yep. uh, which now, I they don't was, let y'all burn in North Carolina anymore, do they? Well, we can't. It's, it's getting really restricted. I mean, we we burn, but it's got to be open, and, and we're starting to get smaller blocks of timber and stuff. So it's all kind of regulations mm-hmm. on it. But now, have you ever tried to use one of those tick traps in a certain area where you know you're going to be hunting a lot and all that kind of stuff? No, no. I heard I mean, they work really good. But it, man, there you'd have to. It'd have to be as big as a five-gallon bucket to catch yeah. our ticks. I mean, we, I'm not exaggerating. You go in. I've gone in before, and they'll, they'll look like a half dollar. You'll see. You look down in your pants and see a half dollar, brown half dollar. It'll be thousands of those little seed ticks. You'll see it just start spreading out. And Obviously, you hit a leaf or something where they were all hanging out. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. I, I always tell the story. I, I killed an eight-point up in uh, Polk County and had it in the cooler, take it to the taxidermist the next day. I had the cape. And I went in to check on it. When I opened it up, on the tip of every antler and every bump uh-huh. was a tick. Yep. And I put my finger down there close to it, and they would sit there and try to grab on with their little hooks <laughs> on it. And there were hundreds of oh, yeah. them. I was just like, oh, damn, I ain't dealing with this. Yes. When I dropped it off at Paul Hill, I said, be careful, man. It's covered with ticks. He goes, oh, don't worry about it. It goes straight into the mixture. We kill them all before we even start messing with them. And I was like, good on you, because there's about 150 of them right there on that rack alone. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. I hate them. Well, we're going to take a break. They really do suck. <laughs> uh, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're about G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, stay with us. It's going to get good. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors broadcasting live this morning out here at the Florida FFA Leadership Training Center at the end of Fire Tower Road. It's 5,000 uh, Fire Tower Road. If you want to Google it, look it up. I, in the future, if you're a business owner, you want to get away, one of those little uh, get-out-away-from-the-city convention type things. Team and all that building stuff, stuff all so that. Say, this awesome. is a great like, corporation team. That's this, yeah, a that's lot amazing. of their businesses yeah. stuff like that. Uh, there's no golf. Out here, but there's plenty of fishing. Paintball, ropes course, fishing. Sporting clays. Sporting uh, you can clays. go spend the day you said out Axe throwing earlier? Maybe. Or hatchet throwing or something? Hatchet throwing area. I mean, uh, whatever. That's for the VIPs. Well, I, I want to go play. I want to go play paintball. That'd be a good team building thing. Hatchets and paintball. That'd be, that'd be awesome. That'd be good. Uh, <laughs> but we're out here broadcasting for the Beast Feast, which is happening a little bit later on this afternoon. I think it starts at. 10, 30, 11, when, when we kick it 10, 30. What is on the menu? That's what I want to know. Oh, um, man. Well, yes. Let me, you're at the FFA. You're at the FFA Leadership Training Center. 
So let's just start with the number one thing that's going to be here, beef, beef, and lots of beef. and uh, Frog legs. Frog legs, nice. chicken, gator. I mean, it's – Bison, it's, it's deer. All, it's Any raccoon? Possibly. I think there could be. It depends on what they're going to bring. I Beaver. Mean, it could, it could, it could, uh, I don't know. Water, yeah. water buffalo. I want to try some of that manatee hmm? that, off that Facebook page. <laughs> You're just not right, man. Like a fish <laughs> you need help. It's like a fish stick wrapped in Crisco. Ugh. That would be awesome. Ugh. Frying itself, that would be great. Dear it's like, no, it's it's like pork rinds, man. Back to the menu. Get it. Go like cracklings, man. That'd be awesome. Oh, it'd be manatee crackling, crackling, all right. Manatee cracklings, that'd be good. Oh. We'll, we'll get some hate mail for that one for sure. Yeah. But uh, we're sitting here talking with our good friend Carson Curry with uh, Final Draw. We had TikTok before. Is there anything that you want to – so stupid. New there... segment. We got Palmetto now. We got TikTok. We got TikTok. And now we can't do Palmetto berries or ticks now. We got to stay away from both. But uh, you're heading out of here, going to North Carolina, next stop, and then where from there? Uh, Canada. So we'll go up there and bear hunt New Brunswick. New Brunswick. New Brunswick. Going up for a big bears, big black bears? You know, uh, we actually have bigger – y'all have bigger ones here than they do. Um, That's hard to believe, isn't it? But, you know, because, you know. Well, they hibernate up up north. Like in Canada, they have to go in for several months out of the year because yep. they got so much snow and everything. And ours from North Carolina down, they're just eating constantly. They don't have to hibernate. Yeah. It never gets that cold. Yeah. So that's the difference. They got, you know, continual growing season. And they got weight weight on them. It's not just fat weight. It's weight weight. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, they are big muscular critters. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I think that um, – what was that one? I think the biggest one was taken that people don't realize was like uh, 300 pounds, and people up north were going, man, dude, where'd you get a 300-pound bear? And you go, well, it's down in Florida, yeah. you know, when they had to hunt. But I wanted to bring this one up for Vince. What was the uh, – did I not hear that a record grouper might have been caught off the East Coast? Like, what, a 98-pounder? And Yeah, and, and the yeah. thing is, is I looked at that and I went, 98 pounds, that just doesn't seem like it'd be a record in the grouper class. But you're, think, you're thinking like Goliath, you know, four or 500 pound, you know, VW bugs. But a 98 pound guy grouper is a big grouper. It, it is. I mean, but I, I look at it, I go, man, I caught like a 50 pound red grouper one time. It, it's only like 35 pounds more than that. It's like a half a <laughs> Only fish 35 more pounds. Yeah, it's not that much. Right? Yeah, it's not that, that much. That bag of corn's 50 pounds. If you put two pound, two bags on your shoulder, that's 100 pounds. Yeah, it? exactly. It's adding 100 pounds. But if you think about catching a 35-pound grouper, that's a pretty good size. But, oh, absolutely is. But uh, 98 pounds just doesn't seem like it, it doesn't Talking seem like, about it, no. But when you're, when you're fishing for it and that gag hits it and takes it to the bottom. But 98 pounds is a lot of fish. I'm pretty sure that the dude probably thought for the first three minutes that it was hooked on the bottom, uh, 98-pounder, because <laughs> I tell you what, that 50-pound red was – I thought I was hooked on the bottom. I mean, I, I, we pulled up not that long ago a 38-pound red, and it fought like a tank. Yeah. yeah once you, if you, once you get it to the bottom, it tries to get right back down there yep. again. And when it's on the bottom, it just goes – because he's locked up under a rock ledge or something, and when you finally get him out, it's – that's when the fight actually you Keep that starts. rod tip up, man. You just crank. Yeah, don't crank down. Keep it up high and keep pressure on them, man. Yep. But uh, 98 pounds, I think you could beat that. You need to call Pollard and uh, start hitting the offshore. Let's, let's get her done. Let's go do it. I think we can do it. I There's a bigger shoot, one out there. Shoot for it. Do it on six-pound test line. I'll do it on 10. Well, six is. No, I don't want this break. Oh, 10 won't break? Yeah, no. okay. 10, 10 braid. <laughs> on a 100-pound grouper. Yeah. Good luck with that. 10-pound diameter braid. But, oh, my uh, gosh. But 80-pound, yeah, 89-pound or 90-pound braid. <laughs> I got you. It'll work. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so I wanted to give you something to shoot for. 98 pounds just doesn't sound like a lot that. to me. 
We'll go out and do it. We'll bring them up. Actually, we want to go offshore, and I want to go bow fishing offshore. I have done that one time. Barracuda. Barracuda? We're going to try it with Mahi. Yeah. Heck yeah, I've always wanted to bring that Mahi up. My only problem is I get, I don't do so good once we get past the uh, In the waves? Oh, we got the mainland. You'll be good. That stuff makes me sick, I think. I don't know what the deal is. The rolling and rocking uh, makes you a little queasy? I I, I used to never get seasick. When I was younger, I could go out and... Never had to worry about it. I went out one time when I was getting the flu. I didn't know I was getting That's the probably flu. That's probably triggered time. it. And it triggered it. Yep. And every time I've been out since then, That's because you're sick. thinking about it. Exactly. All you got to do is just, it's chum. Yeah. Okay. That's all it is. Yeah. Do you gotta, once you're thinking about it, I'm going to get sick. I, think I sit I out there and I'm like, sick. I don't I'm going to get stare sick. At, I'm going to stare at the land, stare at the land, stare at the land. Don't all do that. you can't see the land. That makes and it worse. I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking about it. It's a mental thing. It is, um, and he's getting all kind of queasy just talking. Yeah, about it. Yeah. all fidgety Ooh. over there. He's Glenn, like it. Glenn has it too. We were, we were, we weren't even out of Boca Grand Pass, and it was during tur- uh, tur- uh, tarpon season. There was a tournament going on, and the boats themselves, <laughs> the boats themselves were creating all the wake and waves and backsplash yeah. and everything. It wasn't what was rolling in off the Gulf, and you're getting tossed like a washing no, machine. No, it was rolling in off the guy who was fixing to drive over top of your boat. He yeah. died with us last year when we did the um, the the. Um, Kingfish challenge, seven foot swells, thirty mile an hour winds. Now sometimes the rougher the better. Because <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I might be able to pay attention there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're you hold on what, for your life. What gets me is just that continual back and forth rocking. Like when when I'm when, when we're riding, still, I'm fine. But it's when we sit still, like trying to catch bait or whatever. It's, Steve Austin the same way yeah. when we would go out, and I remember we were on Bill Curry's boat one time in a kingfishing tournament. And as soon as he got in the cabin, you know, he thought that was a place to haven. Nope. And that thing's rolling and pitching. He's like, oh, man, I got to get out here. And once he got outside and once he started catching fish, you're not thinking about it anymore. Next thing you know, he's not sick. And then when he thought, okay, I'm not going to get sick, I'll go back inside for a while. Oh, I got to get gonna, back outside We were going to take Steve out, and Steve's like, no way. I'll, I'll get sick out in the bay. I can't even go out in the bay. I'm up here. Because he already thinks he's going to get sick. Yeah, that's me. So that's he just got to get you on the boat, man. Yep. Come on. I actually made him one time when we went out with uh, that lady. God, she's up there. Uh, uh, she has a really nice boat. I made him take his dram. I mean, the night before, and before we went there, I made him eat a sandwich. He, he ate a little cut in half sandwich, bag of chips and a coke. Just and when we got the there, stomach. so we have something in his stomach, and got on there, and we had a great day of fishing, and he never got sick once. Never even, never even there thought about it. And he said, why are you making me eat all this? I said, first off, it'll make your stomach full and you'll feel better. And then if you do get out there and get sick, then you have something that comes up. Because nothing, <laughs> worse, nothing makes it worse dry when, heaving you, on the yeah, way. when you're dry heaving yeah, out it there. Sucks. It's worse because now you can't get anything out and your body makes you just keep going and keep going yep. and keep going. And this is a great thing to talk about when we're talking about an event that we're having today where there's going to be food. for <laughs> Yeah, but there is no uh, fishing yeah, offshore, so we're all good. Are, you giving away any, all good. are they giving away auctioning off any offshore fishing trips? I don't know. I think they're doing some – There's, I think there is an inshore trip. There might be – there's got to be a couple of Mosaic I know there's bass. a bat, There's the bass trip to Mosaic, yes. Oh, that one there, dude. But I you, think there's another right. – there's an inshore trip too. If by some miracle you can actually get that for less than 500 bucks, that would be so worth the money. I mean, seriously. Because you think Disney's good out there? You get the mosaic. He's pulling in three-pounders out there. It's yeah, it's double six. digits, man. I mean, you're anywhere from six eight, eight. eight up, man. It's, it's all that minerals in the in the water over there. Well, it's deep, and they're not fished hard. And they Don't just you have, start, big sugar. <laughs> I didn't know it was coming. Wait, mosaic? What? You didn't say phosphorus. 
I thought, I thought you'd jump all over them. Oh, I, I said the chem- I said stuff in the water. That's all I need to go. I don't need to go there. You know that when they're done with that, they actually make that land better than it was before they got there. Interesting. Because they plant nothing but native trees. They take out all the I invasive species. They take all that out of there I heard and this. make it back into Florida the way it's supposed I to. I heard be. that's that's what you're supposed to do. There's no Brazilian pepper trees. <laughs> I hate them or trees. punk trees or Australian pines. There's none of that. That's all gone out in the fire pan. Get her done. Y'all come to the Beast Feast, 5000 Fire Tower Road. Starts in an hour. Get out here. Come by, and meet, come by and meet Carson Curry in person. Get your picture taken with him without his shirt on. Yeah, without uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he'll do his war cry. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you get to hear the war cry. Hey, what do you got? Can you buy tickets at the gate? Yes. Yeah, you get 25 bucks. Cool. You're All already right. in, so we, yeah, you're coming. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next Saturday. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors broadcasting somewhere, maybe in the studio, maybe out on the road. Oh, we're in the studio next week. Gordon says we're in the studio, so we're in the studio. Uh, we're brought to you by G5 Feed Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Thank you so much for hanging with us today. Go out and have a great and wonderful weekend. It's a beautiful day. Go play.